from University Athletics. This is the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Lastoria, back here with you, brought to you by Food City. Carmen, we're climbing ever so closer to postseason play. Only a few games left in terms for volleyball and for soccer and cross country have got their championships this weekend. Yeah, it's an exciting time once you get into postseason play. That's when it really ramps up, the excitement ramps up. And uh, as you mentioned, we'll be talking a lot on today's podcast about cross country and the uh, GSC championships as they look to continue their run of dominance in the Gulf South Conference. And then, as you mentioned, men's and women's soccer and volleyball, as hard as it is to believe, we're winding those seasons down, uh, getting close to the end of the regular season and postseason play. And then homecoming's just around the corner as well. So a lot of exciting things going on here for the Flames. Our guest today is Lisa Kellerman from the Lady Flames Cross Country team. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us. It's hard to believe you guys are already here for a conference championship. And it's going back to a place that you guys ran earlier on the season. So how much is that going to help you guys get ready, I guess, mentally and knowing what's coming at this course on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, we, like, raced there for our second meet, and we're very familiar with the Huntsville course. We've done that every year, like, twice in every season. Um, so we know like how to run the tangents. We know like where to like cut in. Um, coach makes us really like he like gives us the whole plan beforehand. So we know like what to expect and like how to go about the course. We know where all the heels is and all the turns. So I think like there's a comfort like knowing that we have raced there before and like we know like what to expect. Um, going into Saturday, um, we're kind of like. A little bit nervous just because we know like Mississippi College is so close on this course um, with us so it's going to be a very tight race um, but it's a, it's a big course so we'll see what happens. Now we mentioned your run of success and dominance so let's go through the numbers real quickly here Lisa. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six straight conference championships for the women's cross country team that's dating back to 2017 and then you've won the last three region championships as well so what has enabled you guys to have such a run of dominance I mean that is awfully difficult to do to win six straight conference championships and three straight region titles I think it has to do with our team we have a very like competitive team and like we know how to like run well together and like make sure that we're all like close to each other in the race so that there isn't those big gaps between like number one and number seven. Um, we know like where to like pick up and like coach will always like help us with that and he like prepares us very well for anything um, and it's always like once we get closer to championships like it's when we like start peaking so we know like um, we're, we feel comfortable like going into the race because we're hitting our peak like times and like our peak performance. Um, but I think it has to do with our team. We work well as a team together. So I would say like that's one thing. And we're always like, we always like try to like hype each other up and like be like fired up before the race. Like even if we know like sometimes like this would be like a big like win, like we know like we can win by far. We still try to like have that fire and like, and like try our best. Who, who's the one that really gets you most fired up on the team? At least this year's team. Um, I would say Megan Adams. I know she's not racing because she's injured right now, but she's really like our biggest supporter and like she really like tries to like energize our like up and our captain Katie Kruger. 
um she's also very like motivating and she just tries to like encourage us like before every race um so yeah those are definitely our hype women <laughs> now you come here uh lisa you come all the way to leave from uh you know um south africa mm -hmm. so you you are a long way away from home how did you hear about lee how did you get connected with lee what brought you to southeast tennessee from all the way in south africa um so we had a a guy on our track team called Boya. He was also from South Africa. Yeah. Um, and he contacted me through Instagram and he gave me coaches connections. So I started talking with Coach Morgan back when it was during COVID time. Um, and he was, he like FaceTimed me and gave me like a whole tour of campus on FaceTime during oh, wow, COVID nice. time. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And that was, so it's kind of like you're, you were on a visit, but yeah. you weren't here in person, but you got to see it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I remember when he like showed me the track, it was still like um, gravel, like there was like nothing built yet. And he was like, well, once you're here, like it will be ready for you. Um, so that was like something to look forward to. But yeah, that's how I heard of it is like through um, connections, like people that's been to Lee before. Great, great. Were you looking to come to America for college or was that just, just so happened that you were connected with Lee or is that something you were actively looking at? I did look at colleges in America once I was still in high school, um, but I just like, it just didn't like, it seemed like a dream and like something that wasn't really achievable. So once I got out of high school, I went to University of Johannesburg in South Africa for two years. And that's when Boya reached out to me. And I was like, maybe this is like God's plan for me to like give me a second chance. Um, so if it wasn't for Boya and especially my mom that encouraged me to like make this decision and like take the leap of faith to come here. Um, so that was when I was like, okay, maybe I should do this because I'm going to regret not coming to America. And I'm really happy that I came to Lee. Well, we're really happy you did too. You've been a big help in, in winning, you know, uh, in being a part of the team and the culture and of certainly of the success of the women's cross country and distance team. So do you get to, does your family, have they gotten to see you run? Do you get back home a lot? How does that work? Are they able to get over here at times? I know that's a, a quite a, quite a trip. So yeah, my mom, she's afraid of flying overseas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've tried to convince her to come at least for my graduation. Um, but she keeps following us. She always asks me before the races. She's like, send me the links. Like, I'm going to, like, watch you guys. So Great. she's very updated with all our, like, keeping track with our times and everything. Um, but, yeah, it's hard. I've been home, like, once during the time I've been here. So I waited two years before I went home for last summer. Um, so... Hopefully, my mom would be able to come yeah. next spring semester and maybe see one of our indoor races. Yeah, that'd be great. How long of a flight is it to back home? Um, so from Atlanta to Johannesburg, it's like a 15-hour flight direct. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a, a long time. It's a long flight. time to be in the air. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, yes, <laughs> definitely. We've asked the different cross-country runners. We've had Evan on, Arian. What do they like better currently? running cross country or running on the track so what is your answer do you prefer running the track races or the cross country races i prefer track races just because i like the more the speed stuff um and i feel like i feel like i get more nervous during track season so i feel like cross country is more fun and i like the team effort of cross country so there's like positive and negatives when it comes to either of them but for me personally i'm more a track person 
Okay, now I've got a question for you. This is a bit of a self-indulgent question, but Saturday I'm running my first half marathon. Okay. So I'm running the Cleveland Half Marathon. Uh, shout out to Terra Running Company who's putting that on. So any advice for somebody who's never run a half marathon before? How do I survive this? What, what do I got to do to get through this? I would say don't start off fast. Okay, just that's good. Good <laughs> just advice. go with an easy pace the whole time and then like pick it up your last five kilometers. There you go, at the very end. Yeah, okay. just don't go out too hard. That's definitely <laughs> one thing. And if there's water stations, take them up. Take advantage. Okay, that's good advice. I've heard uh, several people mention that. You don't want to get out too quick because then you'll be in trouble. Have you done half marathons or marathon racing? I have never raced a half marathon. I've done a lot of 10K road races, so I'm very familiar with that area. Um, there's a lot of series that's in South Africa that you can, like, race. It gives you, like, opportunities to do, like, um, in every province, there's a Spar Ladies 10K road race. And so I try to, like, take advantage of this. And I, like, race all of them in every province in South Africa. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is, is the running culture in South Africa similar to what it is in America? Or is it is it vastly different? Are there all people that like to do running like they do in America? What, what's it like? I think there's more – it's vastly different because – here, there's more competition, I would say. Like, you can see, like, cross-country races, like, we're 200, 300 athletes on the course. Where back in South Africa, you only have, like, maybe maximum 200 people at your nationals. But then, like, all the other meets, it would be, like, 50 to 100. So it's a lot bigger, like, racing here um, than it is back home in South Africa. And, like, you're very familiar with all the athletes so everybody knows each other because it's a very like small community Mm, so you know like who your competition is basically where here everybody is good and like you (laughs) just like you know some of the top names but it could be anybody's race now you've got the gsc championship on saturday of course you mentioned you're looking forward to that should be maybe a close battle with mississippi college so what is the training process here in these next couple of days so what will you guys do as you lead into it here in the next 48 72 hours we um spend a lot of time like trying to like recover we do lots of ice baths norm attack we're just trying to like take it easy on our easy runs we'll try to like not go too fast like we try to do like eight minute pace or a little bit faster than that but we're just trying to like take it slow we had a workout yesterday where we did a little bit more speedy stuff just to like keep our legs rolling Mm -hmm. but for the most part it's just gonna be focusing on like taking it easy making sure we're getting recovery um drinking our water and making sure that we get the nutrients that we need for saturday's race finally what's the goal for you in terms of time wise what is what are you aiming for on Saturday morning so my PR is a 1745 so I would hope to be close to that um, I know I ran 1759 at Louisville and with Huntsville being a fast course hopefully I can improve on my time but I think it's important to have like the position so I'm gonna be able like I'm gonna try to run for position rather than for time um, so that we can have like our top seven close to being in the top ten so we can get those scores well, that's, that, that's the team mindset coming into play right, there, yes. as, as you mentioned that. And so uh, that's wonderful. Well, we will be cheering you guys on on Saturday, looking for seven straight GSC championships. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck on Saturday, okay? Thank you. We'll take a quick break and be back with more here in a moment on the Burn Up Podcast. I was told the place I was looking for didn't exist. A place that could refine my raw talents into something greater. Where I could ask big questions about my faith not settling for easy answers. 
and I could risk what's comfortable in pursuit of my dream. To join with others, find my voice, and change the world. I was told that place didn't exist. Then I found Lee. Welcome back to the Burn 'Em Up podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Story, back here with you. As always, brought to you by Food City. And Carmen, we're looking ahead, but also looking back a little bit last week. The volleyball team dropped two tough matches at home to Auburn Montgomery and to West Florida. Competed very well against West Florida in the loss. West Florida's been the top of the conference for years, and we're seeing the, definitely the improvement. Just need to take the next little step to try and get to West Florida. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good weekend. I think it was a learning weekend for Coach Krista Fobb and her ladies. But uh, they they yeah they are certainly headed in the right direction already with 13 wins. That's the highest total we've had since 2018 with the volleyball program. Um, and so it was going to be a tough weekend. Uh, they knew that coming in and kind of run into a bus saw on Friday night with AUM. I mean AUM played really well in talking uh, with their outstanding athletic communications director Cody Clark. He said, "Listen, we've been a little inconsistent this year, but when things are rolling, uh, we can be a tough team." And, and certainly they had things rolling on Friday night. Listen, I thought Saturday, you know, the second set got away from us, but sets one and three against West Florida could could have gone either way. Oh yes, I mean they were toss ups. The Lady Flames did a great job of battling back. I mean. They were down, I think, 6, 17 to 23 at one point in the third set. You're already down two sets to none to the best team in the conference. It could have been very easy for them to pack it up. Instead, they go on a 6-0 run. They tie the game. They force West Florida to call a timeout. And, you know, darn near almost came back yeah, and won that, uh, won that set. And then who knows what would have happened. So, yeah, very close. Um Certainly headed in the right direction. Got some great service uh, play from Abby Stroh, who's just got that powerful serve. That was a big key uh, in keeping them in some of those sets over the weekend. And now they get a good test uh, in the crossover, the Sunshine State Gulf South crossover down in Orlando, Florida. And, uh, you know, that'll be another tough test. But uh, you step outside of conference for a minute, get to test yourself against uh, the other South region schools, and uh, then hopefully finish strong here and, and secure a spot in the GSC tournament. Yeah, they will play um, Friday two games, St. Leo and Florida Southern, and then on Saturday take on Nova South. These are all winnable games. None of those teams are just absolute dominant like Tampa is, who's 17-0 and on the – Yeah, I think year. Tampa's going to play West Florida, right? Yeah, so that'll so. be a fun uh, matchup there. Could be a, a region final preview for sure. But, yeah, Nova Southeastern is 11-6 and overall. Florida Southern 11-6. and St. Leo 8-9. and So all three of those games are definitely winnable. Just got to be able to execute how we want. The Lady Flame soccer team got two shutout wins this past weekend against Valdosta State and West Georgia. Two big um, defensive showings. Kate Dirksy's go to penalty kick goal was Gulf South Conference Defender of the Week this past week. And the Lady Flames has continued to do what they continue to do and just execute, score, and defend. Yeah, playing really well uh, all around. I mean, it, it was a bit of a battle there. Uh, on Sunday, it's because Chris, Chris Hennessy said, you know, it's one of those one nothing wins that, you know, you feel like maybe you didn't play all your, you, you didn't play your best, but, um, you know, second game of the weekend, and you know your opponent is is more or less getting a free pass on that Friday. I mean, I hate right. to say it that way, but Shorter has just not been very good on the women's soccer side, and so the team that we're playing on that Sunday mm -hmm. is usually a lot more rested than we are because we're having to go to battle. Uh, you know, had to play a good Valdosta State team, and of course got the convincing three to nothing win on Friday. Then you come back Sunday, 
But great effort all around. I mean, they're rolling. Lady Flames remain unbeaten. They're now the number nine team in the country. Amelia Jacobs was freshman of the uh, freshman of the week in the GSC. You mentioned Dirksy. Um, Elasia I continues to produce. Uh, Abby Whitcomb in goal has been fantastic. So uh, getting production from up and down the lineup, getting production from young players, freshmen, getting production from veteran players like Dirksy, uh, and then all the way in between. So uh, – this is a team I think Coach Chris NSC feels really good about. Now, they don't have the depth that they had at the beginning of the year with Mallory Hayden going down and, and Ellie Chrysler going down. You've got some injuries that you've had to battle through, but uh, they have proven that they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And, um, you know, it'll be a good test this weekend, particularly the Mississippi College game on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, fantastic uh, Lady Flames rolling here as we get to the end of this regular season push here. They're, they're in a good spot. The last road trip of the regular season at Delta State on Friday and at Mississippi College in a big showdown on uh, Sunday. The men's team had the weekend off but played a game on Monday because Valdosta and West Georgia don't have men's soccer teams. They had the bye for that, but they played Carson Newman on a rare Monday night non-conference game. Ended up getting a tie with a pretty decent Carson Newman team 1-1. Ryan Chudy scored the goal for the Flames, and they're on that cusp of, you know, trying to host that top four. Again, we lo- I looked at the standings this morning, Carmen, to the men's side. It's all sorts of scrambled, as we expected. Yeah, very similar to last year. But, yeah, it was a good test. Obviously, Valdosta State and, and West Georgia, when the women's team plays them, the men's team has the off weekend because they don't; those teams don't have men's soccer. Um, so, talked with Coach Pottinger yesterday. Uh, he was pleased with the performance. He told us guys, "Listen, that's a, you know, uh, Carson Newman's four, four, and five, but that's a really good." He said, "That's the best four-win team you're going to see because the South Atlantic Conference, which is the conference that Carson Newman plays in." is very balanced and very tough as well. And so uh, it was a really good test for the guys to get back out there after a long layoff. You know, they hadn't played since the previous Friday against Shorter. Um, so you definitely didn't want two weeks off before you went to battle right. uh, against Delta State on Friday. So good showing. Judy scored um, very early like very that. early within the first uh, two minutes of the game. And then the Eagles scored in the 28th or 27th minute, rather. And that was it. Uh, but Coach Pottinger said after the game, listen, it, it was a good result. It's hard to have 11 days off. Felt like the guys responded well. But, uh, you know, felt like maybe even during times that, uh, you know, they could have uh, maybe were a bit unfortunate not to get a late goal. They had a couple of opportunities there late in the game to, to, to take the lead. But good showing and get some ready to get back into conference play this weekend. Then the men's golf team took second place at the Hurricane Invitational down in Albany, Georgia. Uh, Trey Melvin and George Cordall tied for fifth. They both shot a 217. Cordall had the best round of anyone in that tournament, a 67 in round two, and Trey had a 68 in round two as well. Very good showing. Got some big region wins over opponents in this one, and I was talking with Coach Evan Spence before lunch today. He said that was some of the hardest, fastest greens you could imagine down to that course. Yeah, I know he was really impressed, obviously, overall, but, you know, the way they played in that second round. Oliver Lewis Perkins shot a uh, shot a two under 70 um, in the final round, but the the 67 by Cordall and the and, or, and the 68 by Melvin were, were fantastic scores yes. uh, on, in any conditions at any course, let alone with how fast those greens were playing. So great sign for the men's golf team. I know Spence, uh, Coach Evan Spence, you know, first couple of tournaments didn't quite go the way they would have hoped. 
this was really a big step in the right direction. You mentioned it. They they topped West Florida. They topped West Georgia, Valdosta, a bunch of teams in their conference, a bunch, bunch of teams in the region. So those are big head-to-head wins when it comes to region uh, selection time in the spring. And it, and it was a good sign. Uh, Oliver Lewis Perkins, we know how good he is. He's kind of been fighting it a little bit this fall. He had a really good showing. Bennett McNabb bounced back with red numbers. Um uh, and help push them up the leaderboard to solo second. So uh, those are your veteran players. But then you mentioned Cordall, Melvin, good showing out of him. So all the way around, um, you know, just a, a good week for the Flames, something that they were really looking uh, to put together, you know, that tournament where they kind of put it all together. And, you know, they were right there, had an opportunity to win this thing um, down the stretch. And then Noah Ross, who uh, who's a newcomer, senior, came in here, you know, he cards an even par 72 to help uh, close things out. So, good performance all the way around. Real proud of the Lee men's golf team, and they're starting to figure it out and starting right. to, uh, you know, find their identity after, you know, having a lot of new faces in the lineup. Oh, and this is, this is a very deep golf team. There's 11 guys on this team, and there's only, you know, five spots. So, it's a tough competition just to make that final five. And so, you, you know, the people that – didn't make this one are going to try and challenge you got to be able to play your best golf just to make this squad yeah and I mean you know you, you look at a guy like Ollie and Be- and uh and Bennett they've been there they're going to be in the lineup but there's a lot of moving pieces in those other spots and so it's okay who's going to step up and take advantage of it and so yeah a lot of depth a lot of talent on this team and um certainly this is a step in the right direction but their best golf is ahead of them and I'm looking forward to uh, you know, they'll, be, they'll get a good test next week in, uh, down in Pensacola. They'll wrap up, uh, I believe, down at West yes. Florida's fall tournament. And then, of course, you know, once you get into the spring, it's 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 go time in the championship season. So, uh, good showing for the men's golf team. Yeah, the men will take on the West Florida field coming up on Monday and Tuesday. The Lady Flames golf team will finish up their fall season. They're going all the way to Pennsylvania to compete in the Nemecolon Intercollegiate hosted by Finley University, who's in Ohio, but they're playing in Pennsylvania. So it's a little different situation. It's a long way to go to go compete for golf Yeah, tournaments. and Finley's actually in the western part of Ohio, which <laughs> right. is interesting too. So, uh, But they will be the host of that event. So, yeah, good test. Different type of weather, different type of conditions, uh, different type of grass up there to play in for the Lady Flames. But they've had a fantastic spur, uh, fall season, so hopefully they can end it with an exclamation point. Before we wrap this up, a reminder about the uh, alumni brunch coming up on Saturday. Saturday, November 4th, we had that last year, had a good turnout. Should be just as fun this year. Yeah, inviting all of our former players, alumni, come on out Saturday, 10 a.m. on November 4th as a part of Homecoming Saturday on Lee University's campus. We'll be at the Raycon Sports Complex. We'll have some brunch food. You'll hear from a few coaches and alumni. Uh, you'll, we'll have some T-shirts out there. It'll be just a great time to reminisce, catch up, and also hear about all the great things happening right now with Lee University Athletics. We're getting closer and closer to homecoming. Postseason is around the corner this Saturday. The Lady Flames and Flames cross-country teams are going to compete. And as we mentioned with Lisa, trying to go for seven straight for the Lady Flames, which is almost under her Harding, I believe, has eight all-time in the conference history is the most. Lady Flames are just two behind that. Yeah, and they've done it consecutively, yeah. which is even more uh, impressive. It, it, it'll be a good battle. I mean, I, 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 if I was predicting, I would say the Lady Flames will take care of business, but certainly uh, they're going to have to be on their A game. Mississippi College is much improved, and so it'll be, a, it'll be a good test down in Huntsville. On the men's side, they're trying to go for their back-to-back championship. They've won, I think, four now overall? Overall, or yeah. Yes, they had – couple in 17 and 18, then Huntsville and Mississippi College won a couple um, back-to-back, and they're they're trying to 
get another win. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to put it all together. Uh, they were GSC and South Region champions as well last year in cross country. So hoping to take those four championships again this year, the, both the men's and women's conference and men's and women's region. It'll be a test, and that test will, will begin on Saturday. The all-time winningest team in Gulf South Conference history for men's cross country is Troy, who has 16. We so got, we, we, got a little, we got a little ways to go. <laughs> they won all theirs from 74 to 88. That's how many they won in a row on that. So Wow. That's a, that, we're going to talk about dominance. That's a lot of that's dominance. A, that's a pretty good stretch. 14 straight, right? Yeah, wow. Yes. So before we go, what was your fired-up moment from the week? We've got plenty of good options. Plenty of good options, absolutely. I'm going to go my fired-up moment of the week, though. Let me go with the Lee men's golf team. Okay. Impressive showing there. That's a tough field that they played against and I think really uh, made it clear to the rest of D2 golf that the Lee men's golf team, they haven't gone anywhere. They've reloaded, baby, uh, under Evan Spence and, and Connor Pullman, and they're headed in the right direction. So hats off to those guys. Hats off to Coach Spence and Coach Pullman. Uh, a very solid showing this past week. I'll go with Amelia Jacobs' goal for uh, the one against West Georgia. Yeah. She got benefit of the doubt. The ball kicked right to her from the goalkeeper, but she made a heck of a strike, bending it around and hitting that top left corner to get the goal. The only goal of the game, so she's my fired up moment of the week. Yeah, with the left foot, snuck it right inside the left post there, and as you mentioned, that ended up being the game winner. There was no other scoring that took place in that game, so wow. Four goals now. Remember, she got three. She got the hat trick against Shorter last week, and then she adds a fourth goal uh, GSC Freshman of the Week. Yes, hats off to Amelia. Keep up the great work. That's going to do it for this episode of the Burn em Up Podcast. Thank our sponsor, Food City, for being a part of this each and every week. Until next week, for Common Story, I'm Philip Tang. So long, everybody. Mm-hmm.